This is the Last Call podcast with your intrepid host, Chris Michaels. And it's just one of those evenings where I don't really feel like talking about the news or current events or anything like that. It's, I'm just in a funk. It's raining where I am. And it's just one of those nights where you want to watch an old black and white movie and not be disturbed. But I promised and made a commitment that I will be broadcasting Monday through Thursday every single week. So this is just one of those days, and I'm going to fulfill my promise right now. Three, two, one. So we've been hearing about the Havana Syndrome. The Havana Syndrome started off in 2017, and it uh, it gets its name from the um, the embassy in Havana, where all of the workers had experienced some pretty icky things, such as uh, headaches, nausea, concussions, vomiting, minor brain injuries. I think somebody actually died from this stuff. Turned out that they suspect that somebody was shooting microwave weapons, so microwave radiation, uh, into the embassy that caused these people to experience all of those symptoms. Now the news is coming out from CNN that the U.S. is investigating a possible incident that occurred near the ellipse in Washington, D.C. in November where an NSC official was sickened with symptoms similar... Jesus Christ, how many S's are you going to write, you moron? Was sickened with symptoms similar to the Havana Syndrome that affected dozens of U.S. personnel abroad. Ooh, so what's important about this story is that, one, this particular case occurred in 2020 when Trump was president. CNN details this. Multiple sources familiar with the matter tells CNN that while the Pentagon and other agencies probing the matter have reached no conclusion, no conclusions on what happened, the fact that such an attack might have taken place so close to the White House is particularly alarming. In a separate 2019 episode, a White House official reported a similar attack whilst walking her dog in a Virginia suburb just outside of Washington. And that's from a GQ report. And people hear high-pitched ringing in their ears, intense headaches, tingling on the side of one type of uh, face. And so this all has the hallmarks of directed energy weapons. Basically, a big old microwave dish shooting a high beam at you, making you feel all funny. Now, why else did this get... One, why else do I bring this story up? Two... What else is the significance of this story? And this comes from the Politico, in that in Syria, Russia is likely behind directed energy attacks on U.S. troops in northeast Syria. So we have to go one step beyond that. So who could possibly get their hands on directed energy weapons and shoot them at the White House at the White House in 2020, while Donald Trump was, in fact, president. 
who would be able to get their hands on material like that? Was it the Russians? Tell you that much right now, because if the Russians have it, so do the Americans. The Americans used this kind of nonsense in Granada back in the 80s. So this technology is not very new. Uh, if anything, it's maybe a little bit more refined, but this stuff is at least 40 years old. Uh, and if they're using it in 1983 in Granada, then you know they've been using it for at least five to 10 years before that. So this stuff is not new. It's just becoming more common. Now, what else happened in Syria? Apparently, these U.S. troops that were affected by this directed energy weapon, this is the reason why I'm bringing it up, were experiencing flu-like symptoms. And the Department of Defense was investigating possible linkage to microwave or directed energy weapons on the battlefield. In other words, they have found a way to direct microwave radiation in such a way that not only does it decapi decapitate, debilitate people, but it also can be mild enough to create flu-like symptoms. Now, where else have we seen flu-like symptoms all, oh, I remember, all throughout 2020 on the planet Earth? And all of my other podcasts keep telling you the same thing. All of this stuff, all these COVID symptoms, the PCR testing, the shoving the cotton swab up your nose, it all sounds like radiation poisoning. So if we are to continue down that road, it could possibly be microwave technology Directed energy weapons, except it's directed on a mass scale for some reason. Could it be all of the satellites that are being shot up there by Elon Musk? Could it be uh, the 5G network being rolled out nonstop? Could be that too. It could be those systems are creating so much of uh, basically so much or outputting so much energy that it is creating essentially a directed a, symptoms similar to a directed microwave beam attack. And lo and behold, wouldn't put anything by it because another story uh, comes out. Now, this is an old story, but it's, it's making more headway again for some reason. Uh, and this is from uh, Ethan Huff. And if you go, the, a lot of engineers were starting to take pictures of the stuff that they had to install uh, in these 5G towers. And it, it, they, the picture is, it looks like basically uh, something you'd find inside of your computer, like a, a board, and you get all the microchips on it. But there is one particular microchip that has very, very suspicious coding on it, or the type of the microchip, you know, it's stamped with something, right? It's stamped with a microchip is. And this microchip on 5G hardware for the 5G network and the 5G towers, this microchip has stamped on it COV-19.
Sounds an awful like uh, an awful lot like COVID nineteen now, doesn't it? So why would something so similar to COVID nineteen be pressed upon a microchip on a piece of hardware that gets installed in five G towers? I don't know about you, but this is starting to look more and more like what I've been suspecting, and there does not seem to be any sort of real end in sight with all of this. They seem, the they, they seem as though they are going for baroque with all of this. All of this. Whether it's restricting you, whether it's creating the civilian climate core, whether it's taking your kids into kindergarten or pre-K or affording you free childcare, for nothing, care of the government, you know, I brought up all of that stuff, all the things that are probably going to happen with that. You're not going to get teachers, you're going to get child psychologists who can instill propaganda into the young minds full of mush, and so on. You're going to get more of that, and it's only getting worse. You know, think about this. Michigan, you know that woman, uh, Governor Whitmer? I never liked her. She's just a horrible human being. She has one of the strictest, strictest lockdown measures going on throughout Michigan. And do you know what she just did this morning? As uh, Mayor de Blasio from New York City said, as of July 1st, New York City is completely open. Governor Whitmer tied the opening of the state to vaccination levels. That's right. She is holding the state hostage. A Democrat is holding the state hostage until the people of that state get a certain level of vaccinations. So if everybody gets one vaccine, she'll open up a little bit of it. If everybody gets two vaccines, she's going to open up more of it, if not all of it. Meanwhile, all you have to do is look at Florida, look at Texas, soon to be New York, probably soon California, and people within Michigan just accept this kind of outrageous behavior? I mean, who the hell is she? Is she some stupid school marm? Where, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, you can't do this unless I tell you to. You're, you cannot go outside and play unless you eat all of your vegetables. This disgusting human being should be tarred and feathered and impeached. This is disgusting behavior from a disgusting person. How dare you? How dare you hold people hostage to get experimental gene therapy platforms injected into them so that they can go about living their lives? Once again, Governor Whitmer, you and your government is not there to grant people freedom. You are there to uphold people's freedoms. Those freedoms are inherent. They are not to be played with. They are not to be taken away and given to other people as rewards because you're feeling generous and they're obeying with what you want them to do. You, Governor Whitmer, are nothing more than a slobbering tyrant and you should be impeached And you should be held accountable 
for this disgusting, reprehensible, low, just low behavior. And I would like to know something else. I would like to know how much money your campaign, either you or through your PACs, your political action committees, are getting from the various pharmaceutical industries or are getting by way of the National Health Institute or National Institute of Health, the NIH, run by Dr. Fauci for forcing people to abide by their tyrannical measures. I don't know if any of you have experienced this uh, on Facebook. I know I did during 2020. I was fact-checked in 2020 numerous times. You can look up who fact-checks you, and a lot of the times, uh, the people that that, uh, put a warning on your post... They are nobodies from like India or 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 a place. I one time I got fact checked by an individual in Africa, uh, and you can never find any sort of. uh, And these people are supposed to be doctors, by the way. At least these two were. Uh, You can never find any papers that they did. You can't find where they graduated from. Uh, One person was a doctor in Spain. She actually had some credentials, but nothing, nothing. Like her name was on a list. That was about it. I actually got te- uh, got, got tested. I actually got – see, this is the thing. I'm tired. I'm bored. I, I actually got fact-checked by a former CNN director, and now he runs some dumb media company down in Florida. Hardcore Democrat. Uh, can't jerk off to Joe Biden enough. And he fact-checked me, and of course he was wrong. Of course he, it was just propaganda. Well, we find out today that we now are starting to realize where these Facebook fact-checkers are really coming from. And Congressman Thomas Macy, he tweeted a bombshell. And he said, who pays the paychecks for the fact checkers. Now, to me, being a brilliant political analyst and brilliant human being, I know from the start that the fact checkers are biased, okay? I knew from the start that the fact checking was nothing more than hired guns to silence any sort of debate or silence any sort of contradictions that the current media narrative was trying to shove down our throats. Whether, it, whether it's Trump, whether it's Russiagate, whether it's COVID, these people are paid. They're made to look like unbiased individuals legitimizing the nonsense narratives that we've got to deal with day in and day out. So Congressman Macy tweeted, who pays the paychecks of the fact checkers? The vaccine fact checkers at factcheck.org, who claim to be independent, here we go, are funded by an organization that holds over $1.8 billion of stock in a vaccine company, and it is run by a former director of the CDC. Gee, Who would have thunk? It's just mind-boggling that the fact-checkers 
aren't biased. And it's just astronomically silly. And 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 just I, I my fl- I, I my jaw is on the floor. I'm knocked off. If I was wearing socks, they'd be knocked off right now. That's how shocked I am. Turns out that the 1.8 billion dollars in stock is held with Johnson and Johnson, and the CEO of the foundation is Richard Besser, the former acting director of the CDC under, guess who, Barack Obama, and, oddly enough, ABC News' former chief health and medical director. Wow, you get a government position under some sort of uh, person like Barack Obama or Joe Biden, and then you go directly into the media to make sure that that narrative is solidified and you give it an air of authority. According to the article in The Blaze and also other elsewhere, Congressman Macy has personal ties to factcheck.org as they allegedly ran a hit piece on him. Uh, Representative Thomas Macy forced the CDC to correct a report that implied there is evidence that the current vaccines on the market can convey a greater degree of immunity than prior infection. Factcheck.org cannot allow Macy to get away with taking away market share from its donors by dissuading people with prior infection from getting the vaccine. So the site wrote a hit piece on him trying to suggest that he made an error. So basically what happened was uh, Thomas Macy, representative, said maybe we should start questioning the validity of these vaccines or these vaccines are giving a higher degree of immunity and maybe not everybody needs to get the vaccine. Maybe only the vulnerable need to get the vaccine. And that's when factcheck.org came out and wrote a hit piece on Thomas and said, well, he's clearly lying and he doesn't know what he's talking about. When in fact, factcheck.org has $1.8 billion coming from Johnson & Johnson, is being run by a former, uh, the former, uh, what is it? He's the Richard Besser, whatever that jerk-off was, under a Commissar Obama. I, I, you, you, stop it. I mean, how could people take this crap seriously? Uh, and how could they say anything, or how could they take any of this on face value? I mean... If you're listening to me and you know me, you're you're probably starting to think a little bit like me or you think I'm a nut job. But more than likely, because you wouldn't be listening to me if you weren't brilliant as well, because only brilliant people vibrate together and we're all vibrating together. We, uh, the vibrations coming from us are immense. I mean, we're not talking about double-A vibrations here. We're talking about deep-cell boat battery, boat battery vibrations here. That's how, I mean, the, the kind of vibrations that we're getting here, if you plug them into a wall, the lights will dim. That's how high and intense the vibrations are when you listen to Last Call with Chris Michaels and you're part of the Last Call Caravan. And how could anybody take you? So you're starting to see all this stuff. How could anybody take these morons and fact checkers seriously? All you have to do is a a little bit of digging to find out where their money is coming from. Find out who's in charge of them. What their resumes look like. And all of a sudden, all the pieces come together and you realize that you're being had. 
you realize that you're being had. And we also know something else. That we know that COVID is not as dangerous as they're making it out to be. So we had Amesh Adalja, medical doctor, senior scholar at the Center for Health Security. The emerging data confirms what many of us thought would be the case, as I have guttural herb. I had a lot of garlic. And that not only do the vaccines stop symptomatic COVID, but they also make it highly unlikely that someone can even be infected at all. I think the preponderance of the evidence supports the fact that vaccinated individuals are not able to spread the virus. Now, we have brought up evidence, particularly amongst women, that Miss uh, or Mr. I don't even know what kind of uh, Amish. We'll just leave it at Amish. Uh, we know that Amish really probably doesn't know all of the details, because if we are to uh, take seriously, which I do, all of the side effects that we're hearing about the uh, unvaccinated women getting the same side effects as vaccinated women, particularly with menstrual cycles and menstrual cycles in between menstrual cycles, I would probably say that uh, something is going around from the vaccinated. But the bigger question that she's asking and the bigger question that we have to start asking is why, if we're to go along with the whole narrative here, why are there any remaining restrictions on vaccinated individuals if they can't infect people or they cannot themselves get infected? This is from the CDC. When a vaccinated person gets infected, out of 84 million fully vaccinated Americans, almost uh, almost 25%, a little bit, of, yeah, a little bit, of, uh, just 6,000 got infected and 74 died. So let's put that into percentages because we all know I love percentages. The chances of getting infected once vaccinated are seven one thousandths of one percent. I'll say it again. Seven one thousandths of one percent. And the chances of dying, assuming the assuming the vaccine doesn't kill you, uh, the chances of you dying after you've been vaccinated from COVID is one ten millionth of one percent. One ten millionth of one percent. That is statistically and for all intents and purposes, zero. That means that herd immunity is here, according to the narrative. And according to their definitions. Well, actually not. The World Health Organization's definition is 75% of a population must be vaccinated in order to achieve herd immunity. Gee, I wonder what uh, Bill Gates or pharmaceutical company allowed that change in definition or forced that change in definition. So what, once again, why is this happening? Why, this has nothing to do with a virus. This has something to do with 
with control and social engineering and getting people geared up for the next phase in social engineering. You're already starting to see articles from the environmentalists, from the green stuff, right? You're already starting to see articles come out that say we're going to need to lock down every two years because that's the only way we're going to stop carbon emissions. That's it. We're going to have to do this every two years for one year. So every three years, we are going to be forced to be locked into our homes. Every three years for a full year. They're engineering you to accept this kind of behavior. And they're also engineering the idea. Oh, by this is another thing before I forget. You know, this whole thing about green jobs, because Biden was out there last night giving, uh, running his mouth off, making Ted Cruz take a nap. And by the way, if I were Ted Cruz, I would have brought a MyPillow from Mike Lindell with you if you're going to take a snooze. In, uh, in the chambers in front of the president or the supposed president uh, because that would have been a really good joke, at least in my opinion. Uh, the green new jobs. The jobs are going to be green and the jobs are going to be fantastic for the environment. Well, what exactly is the definition of a green job? Well, it has to do with Pretty much anything is a green job because the way they describe what a green job is, if you are recycling or repurposing materials, then you have a green job. If you have a job selling items that don't necessarily emit carbon, you have a green job. Examples are a garbage man is technically a green job. Somebody that works in a bike shop because the bikes don't emit carbon has a green job. A janitor has technically a green job. Do you see the idiocy in all of this? If you open up an antique store and you're selling somebody else's junk, you have a green job because you are repurposing and recycling items. It's just nonsense. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get rid of jobs to make people reliant upon the government. And you're starting to see it now. I mean, think about it. There are more jobs out there than people want to apply for because to get a job isn't worth losing the federal government benefits of being unemployed. There was one article about McDonald's. The guy, the owner of McDonald's, the manager, paying people $50 just to interview, and he still couldn't get people to interview. Paying them for $50 just to sit down and interview. And he still couldn't get people. But here's the one thing that we do have to watch out for. And I'll leave it at this. We have to watch out for this rhetoric coming from the Democrats. And it is this rhetoric of white nationalist domestic terror. And also 
and also white supremacy. Biden last night said, we won't ignore what our intelligence agencies have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to our homeland today. White supremacy is terrorism. What? Really? Coming from the guy who gave the eulogy to a KKK grand dragon. Coming from the guy who we know, well, if you're to believe the rumor mills, we know doesn't like black people. Joe Biden. The reason why they are trying to say there is a huge amount of white supremacy is because, unfortunately, the majority, or not necessarily unfortunately, unfortunately for the Democrats, because then their, then their, uh, then their rhetoric doesn't work, the majority of Americans in America happen to have been white. Now that's changing, and the Democrats are desperately trying to make that happen sooner than later. But the majority of Americans are white. So this has nothing to do with race. This is just the rhetoric and the excuse that these just totalitarian dictators, or what dictator wannabes, are using to create new all-encompassing spying laws on American citizens for no reason whatsoever. I mean, the FBI does it already. Everything you do on a phone, every email, every conversation, every podcast, every sext message that you send is, in fact, stored in an electronic, quote-unquote, black box in a center in the middle, I believe it's Utah, either Utah or Montana, the size of multiple football fields. Everything you do over a phone or a piece of electronics is stored and logged. But there are some safeguards against this. Now they are pushing to get those safeguards removed under the guise of white supremacy. Remember Adam Schiff? Adam Schiff was the little twerp that was in charge of Russiagate. He was the one that had pupils the size of cup saucers because they were so dilated, whatever upper he was on. He goes, if it does affect the work of our community, certainly. And he says, uh, basically he was asked a question. If working on the intelligence committee is different now that the intel chiefs testified to the tragic new reality that the gravest threats to this country are domestic violent extremists. Yes, what intel chiefs are we talking about? Could they be Barack Obama, Kamala Harris, Joseph Biden hired flunkies? Probably that they're just trying to push through an agenda. So Schiff responded to that question. It does affect the work of our committee. I think all of the domestic agencies with a portfolio with domestic terrorism have to prioritize it like the FBI and the DHS. We have the responsibility of overseeing the intelligence component of that. We were already doing an investigation last year into the politi politicalization whew, uh, of intelligence at DHS where one whistleblower was alleging that instructions were being given essentially to downplay the seriousness of the domestic terror committed by white nationalists and hype up the threat of Antifa. So we know that Adam Schiff is a liar. We already know that. We saw what Adam Schiff did throughout President Trump's administration. He lied constantly, hid truth, hid facts, omitted facts, 
lied by omission. And now he's doing it again. How could you say anything is hyped up about Antifa? We saw the videos. We saw the damage. If you ever went to New York City like I did, you saw the damage. You saw what other businesses were doing to try to avoid the damage. But it's for some reason, we've got white nationalists. Those are the problem. No, what they're trying to do is they're trying to create a logical argument, a cognitively dissonant argument, one of those where you're trying to factor in two opposing viewpoints at the same time and saying, oh, yeah, that works. Because white people make up the majority of America. So what they have to do to get all of those civil liberties removed is to blame the largest block of the population for all of the woes and therefore allow the spying and the final nail in the coffin for our Bill of Rights and Constitution under the guise of seditious activities brought about by Donald Trump. And this is the last call with Chris Michaels. Until next week, I'm tired, but it's Friday. So it's going to be a fantastic weekend. The weather is supposed to be great across the country. And everyone out there in this last call caravan should enjoy themselves. Until next week.